It's not much of a secret that I have a home field apparel problem. Even before we started this show, I couldn't even step foot on a new college campus without making sure there was something from that school's home field collection waiting on my porch when I got home. So we are, understandably, over the moon to partner with home field this season to keep Pitt fans comfy, cozy, and stylish at a fraction of the price by using promo code LOYALSONS for 15% off your next order. This discount applies site-wide and with unique vintage collections for every school from Pitt to Bama, Jackson State to Colgate, Michigan, Marshall, Marquette, and both Miamis. There's something for every fan. So whether you're buying for a Pitt fan or for a loser freak, use promo code LOYALSONS at homefieldapparel.com to save big on your next order. Each code applies once per email address, so get those work emails and burners ready. That's homefieldapparel.com. Welcome back to the Loyal Sun Show. I'm not wasting anybody's time with an intro. We have a lot of thoughts and feelings to get off our chest. Squid Dylan, how are you guys doing? Terrible? Been better, man. I have definitely been better. Yeah, I just took like a four-hour nap. I was unfortunately forced to drive down to the game Saturday afternoon and then drive back last night and get up very early. So had a lot going on. I was like, should I even go? Should I even go to the backyard brawl? I'm like, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to the backyard brawl. Now I don't know if I'm happy with my decision, but we're alive. No, a little bit of regret. Why? I mean, we, it was such an entertaining game. We played yeah. so good. I got my money's worth. Didn't didn't even get puked on. Oh wait, no, all those things are incorrect. We are we are now uh, two for two as a group getting puked on at the brawl. Honestly, oh yeah, that was the brawl last year that you got puked I, on. I think it's my fault. Pitt lost last year. Some pit fan puked all down my shit in line uh, to get our tickets scanned and enter the stadium. Uh, and I wore it, and I threw away my polo, and I bought a new one, and I, I just rode out the rest of the day and pit one. On Saturday, we get to our seats. I went to the bathroom, and some dude puked directly where I was standing. So I completely missed it. And then when I was in line for the bathroom, a kid came running up to the trash can next to me and exploded into it. And the the debris missed me by millimeters. So that was two close calls before kickoff even started. And I'm convinced if I wear one of those, we win. Maybe. Or whoever, whoever the uh, fan who pukes, whatever team they're a fan of just wins the brawl so maybe that we're two, yes, two on that. Is it. the fan next year we yesterday was a mountaineer fan and it was a lot of puke david i don't know if you would have to wear that one i'm not sure it'd be even <laughs> worth it god it's so gross we're just opening up the show talking about puke for two minutes but it's honestly probably the least disgusting thing that we're gonna touch on in the next 30 watching pitt's offense made me want a projectile all over the place uh, uh, uh. 
<laughs> Crushed it. All right. So let's get into it. I don't even what know the where, hell? Where do we what even the hell? start? Where do we even start? I mean, the first drive of the game, I will say, they came out and they just ran the ball down the field. And I was like, this is badass. Yes. We're taking it to them. We're punching them in the mouth. Rodney Hammond. Rodney Hammond getting a heavy dose of him early. And then the drive stalled out and they kick a field goal. And I was pretty confident that Pitt was just going to beat the hell out of them at that point. But I was like, hmm, we, we probably need to get seven there. Like after that. I, when we were just marching on them and the entire game plan was centered around Rodney Hammond, I was like, hell yes. Yes. They were listening. They learned, they grew, they adapted. Then we get down to the three yard line and it's third down. I leaned over the person next to me and I was like, okay, this is great. They simply need to come out in shotgun, spread out the defense and either, um, dive to Hammond with like some, some pulling blockers or play action, get Phil a really easy, like rub route first pass of the game, touchdown. And we could run with this one. Phil under center dive straight up the middle, completely snuffed out, waste a best opportunity at scoring for the day. Yeah. And that was what happened the rest of the game. It was just, Signetti saying, we're just going to run the ball. We don't care if they know it's coming. We're just going to run the ball. And that's it. We looked like the team playing with the backup quarterback, not West Virginia. Well, I guess they also look like the team playing with the backup quarterback. They also stink. We just stink, stink a lot worse. But yeah, it was just like, yeah, well, yeah, they're rushing eight guys every play, but we're going to keep running the ball down their throats. And that was stupid i guess we know why they weren't throwing it more in hindsight because yeah they, they could not do that breaking news those Pitt were can't pass the ball the first two interceptions were two of the most abysmal throws i've i've ever seen i mean we watch a lot of football we watch pit every week we watch too much way too much actually and I don't know the last time I've seen like this level of just, calamity, just incompetence for for a passing game. Like it's it's actually it's it's in- interesting how bad. Well, it's here's been. the thing: it is wrong and stupid in a lot of different ways. It checks all the boxes. It is a a bad throw. B thrown to guys in coverage. And did I say two or B? I don't care. The third point I was going to make, it's just a bad situational play. Like we're just heaving into triple coverage on second and 10 when we have the ball, like at the end of the half. So in no realm are these like excusable or acceptable. Be like, Oh, well he saw this and just, no, he didn't see anything. It was a bad throw and it was stupid. Okay, so so just to rewind on the interceptions, was the first one the one that went into triple coverage where he might have been throwing to Bub Means? Or is the first one the one where he threw it and then the dude just like went out of his way to tear his ACL and it didn't get called? Not that it would have mattered. It was still a terrible pass. We still lose that game. I believe... Yeah, the second one was the one that was 10 yards underthrown to Bub Means 
and 10 yards overthrown to Mumfield. Squint. The first one was the one where it was, he threw it, it was triple coverage to Bob Means and Hammond was wide open and could have ran for like 20. So for the record, he underthrew Bub Means by 13 yards. Yeah, no, I rewatching I, that one, I couldn't believe that that might have been what he was. I think that was, I think he was trying to hit Bub Means on like a, like a 50 yard fly and ended up throwing the ball about 35 yards. I love watching highlights and like the broadcast after the fact when we're at the game because. Sometimes like, oh, I didn't even notice that part, or I didn't know that looked like that. We were pretty high up, and I could tell that those were some of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life. It put it put Slovis at Louisville to absolute shame. Here's the thing I was saying earlier. I don't remember when exactly it happened, but I think his worst throw or decision of the day was whenever he was like backpedaling and like jumps off of his back foot and just blindly heaves it. And it was like such a bad throw that there was no mountaineer defenders in the area, but we just dropped it. Yeah, Mumfield Mumfield came up on it, yeah, and he should have caught it. Yeah, but if you just cut it after he releases the ball, you're like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Yeah, one of our buddies turned to me. He just goes... I don't understand what Phil's doing. It, in what what coach at what level or what passing camp are you ever taught that if you're under pressure, just throw the ball directly in the air 30 yards? <laughs> yeah, that's he's what like, it was. He's like, what is he doing? I think the first interception, it looked like he was afraid to get hit because he was rolling out and there was a guy closing on him. So he just wanted to get rid of the ball and wouldn't get smacked or sacked. So I thought, uh-oh, is he afraid of getting hit? Is this the problem here? No, the other one, there's a clean pocket, just a terrible throw. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, he has the yips. Maybe his confidence is completely gone. I'm sure it I'd is. I'd have to think. I'd have yeah, to think so. Being booed by your home fans in a rivalry game. I don't I don't know if it can if it can be just the yips. Like like I see if if the yips has him passing up on wide open receivers because he's because he's nervous well that's what we like thought it was on that decisions on the screen pass that he skipped we're like wow he is so in his head right now that that feels like a yips play but just like under throwing a wide open receiver by 14 yards that is not the yips that is like you are fundamentally bad at doing the thing <laughs> you are trying to do you do not have, if one more broadcaster says phil has arm strength I'm going to track them down and have a serious word with them. <laughs> On what planet does this guy have arm strength? It's, I mean, he's clearly a guy who's regressing too, right? It's, it's getting worse. And I, I feel for him in a way, but also like this is major division one college football. Figure it out. That's what you're there to do. Um, if you can't, someone else will. Right, or and I, maybe everybody in the quarterback room just isn't good. I I don't know what. Like, there's nothing that I've seen that could suggest that this could somehow fix fix itself and figure itself out. Do you guys remember? It was the late third quarter. It was fourteen to six still, and we had the ball. 
It's a one-score game. Have you ever felt that bad in a one-score game with over a quarter left of football? No, 14-6 to six felt insurmountable to me. Like, all they have to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion? I feel like I'm usually pretty dramatic at games and Pitt's losing. It's like, oh, man. Like, can Slovis drive down and get a touchdown? No way. And they do. It's like, yeah, okay, I was being overdramatic. There was no shot. If I had service, I would have deposited every penny to my name on the Mountaineers money line. Because there are people around just saying, well, if you get a stop and a field goal, another stop and a touchdown, you're winning. It's that easy. It does sound easy, but it last night it seemed like you were telling me we need to score 49 unanswered points. West Virginia had 211 total yards. Pitt had 211 total yards. Dude. In the year of 2023, a college football game finished with teams combining for 422 yards. And West Virginia had a backup quarterback in who threw for 60 yards, and it never felt like we were going to be able to win that game. If I had told you at any point before the season, we are going to play West Virginia, Garrett Green's going to get hurt, They're going to put in a backup that they clearly do not trust to throw the football. And we are going to hold West Virginia to 210 yards. How many points do you think we would win by? Before the season? Before the season. That sounds like a made-up scenario that we would have like thought up in the preseason. Be like, yeah, we're going to beat them 42-7. to Yes. It it sounds like a bit. Yes. But it was not a bit. It's what happened. Now give me a score. 42-7. to Probably like 35 to 9. Yeah. We lost by 11. We lost by 11. So what else are we going to talk about besides from the quarterback? Uh, this game was nationally broadcast on ABC. It was a showcase of one of the most important rivalries in the history of college football. And it was an absolute suck fest on both sides. And Pitt essentially one pit one the suck fest right yeah and pit essentially embarrassed themselves on national television um and basically this is as bad as we've looked post kenny pickett Um, i know there was sky falling last year when when we lost georgia tech and louisville um but this feels like like the low uh, this was a game, like we said, on national television against your arch rival. First time the game has been played in Morgantown in 11 years, 12 years. And you lay an absolute egg. You can't get in the end zone. And, I mean, embarrassing is the is the word I keep thinking of this. Like, I have no other way to put it. That was an absolutely embarrassing game for the program and for Pitt as a whole. It answered any questions the casual observer who isn't familiar with the program might have had about like, oh, is is this a, a program on the rise or was it Kenny Pickett? Uh, and I am not saying it was just Kenny Pickett. I, I still believe that there's a foundation being built to this program that can lead to better days forward as we have seen in the early 2000s and the 2010s, but like, if I am not a Pitt fan, the question is answered. Yeah, 
Kenny Pickett gave them a miracle year. That was a total aberration. This is just kind of a chicken shit program. Okay. Do we think that the team is good minus the quarterback? Like if Veyer or Yarnell comes out and they look like pretty solid, is this a salvageable season? Is everything else around the quarterback position good enough? I think the defense is good enough. I think the defense, once again, West Virginia was playing a backup quarterback, uh, but they held them to 211 yards and they scored on short fields. West Virginia did. Seven yard drive for one yeah, of those. One of them was a seven yard drive. So one of them was much shorter than that. From the 30. They got the ball from the 30 and scored. They only had, uh, I believe, one scoring drive that started on Pitt's half of the field. Sheesh. So not exactly putting the boys on defense in the best position. You want to you wanna talk about playing a system of football that makes life easier on the defense? We're bringing in Frank Signetti to run ground and pound, uh, win time of possession, and make things easier on the defense because that's what Narduzzi wants. How about that for making life easy on the defense? Getting a quarterback who's throwing three picks on our own half of the field. Yeah, it's it's been actually just inconceivably bad. I, I you can't tell me that Frank Signetti and Pat Narduzzi ha, like have had an amicable am, amicable conversation today. Like, what could their conversation be when they walk into the office when Pat sees Signetti? Like, Frank, can we we got to figure this out? Should have run Dan Carter more. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's all he has to say. Like, what are we doing here? We are running like a bad high school offense. I think the quarterback is absolutely handcuffing what we're doing. Yeah. But the play calling is not helping our bad quarterback either. Like, look at what some of the stuff that West Virginia was trying. They were doing those little tight end slips out of the backfield. A couple of like quick RPOs where just catch the ball, look at one guy. And make a read. Giving their bad quarterback something easy to build his confidence. Yeah. I don't know what we try to do aside from run the ball until they stop us. And then we just like try to pass it and it usually doesn't work. I think on every single play, West Virginia knew what was coming. We're going to blitz a lot of people because this is a run. Uh, Yep, it's a run. And it would has to be mind-bogglingly easy to play against Pitt. Squid, to answer your question, um, even if we had a a replacement-level quarterback, which we apparently don't right now, um, I I still have certain worries about this team. This is a good defense. I think our our skill positions are better than we've seen, better than we give them credit for. But one, the offensive line is already kind of in tatters. Uh, We saw a couple more guys go down. Um, but also, if Signetti is calling plays for this game for this team, this is not a bowl team. He is he is like he calls plays the way an idiot would in Madden. He comes <laughs> no, in. This with is his... like the math teacher takes the offensive coordinator job despite never playing higher than JV football. He's like a small school with no funding. It's like, all right. Mr. Johnson's the new offensive coordinator, and he just draws up a couple plays that his son got from Madden. 
he no he he clings to ideas that like in a vacuum are smart like okay we're gonna come out against west virginia and we are gonna pound the rock with rodney hammond until they stop it and at no point does he even consider mixing something else in that that third down and three from that third down and goal from the three would have been the perfect time for literally the exact play that West Virginia scored on right before halftime. But no, 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 no. We, we're establishing the run. So we're going to come out and, and we're, we're just going to run the ball. Or last week when he was like, all right, we're going to catch people off guard. They think we're going to we're going to run as much as we can. Aerial passing attack. So we are running four verts every single play. And uh, it's going to develop slow and we're going to eat a bunch of sacks. And uh, and our quarterback with accuracy issues is going to blast a bunch of balls out of bounds. But we're we're attacking through the air today. Just absolutely no creativity. Oh, absolutely not. I think I could call a better game plan. I could call a better game. I I full heartedly believe it. <laughs> eight, eight for 20, 81 yards. Zero touchdowns, three picks. That's your six-year senior starting quarterback, Signetti's guy. That's his stat line in the backyard brawl. There's all. I mean, so back to your original question with this, David. Um, like, yes, the quarterback is very bad. The quarterback play is terrible, but I don't think. I don't think that comes to be without there being deeper issues, which I think is what you're getting at is with under Signetti. Exactly. Um, like if that's, this is his guy and we keep going back to it because he vouched for this guy. He wanted to go get this guy. He coached him before they have great chemistry. It's his guy. And this is the result. So if I was this thinking is about guy, it right before this. I mean, what, who else could they put in? I, like uh, one of these backups who's just learning the system now. I mean, I guess we, you know was here last year. Go we ahead. all bought in. We're like, oh, Signetti and Trakovic, they know the system. We should have been a little bit worried about bringing in Boston College. Like, if it was like, oh, these guys played together like Baylor, they had like a real good offense or like a, a cool offensive school. Not Boston College. Did let me ask Also, Zay question. Flowers might go to the Hall of Fame. Honestly, yeah. So you say that, Squid. You say we bought into this. Did we ever actually buy into this, or did we just do the thing that we do because of who we are, like as a as a media outlet and as fans, like, all right, we're gonna talk ourselves into this. Did you guys genuinely believe Phil was going to look anything better than a hair better than Slovis at any point? Or, like, I know we did a whole episode about the Phil Dracovic hype train, which someday I'm going to listen back to and laugh. But like, deep down, did you guys ever think that this was going to work? I, yeah. thought he'd, I thought he'd be better than Slovis. And I, but like, a little bit, very right? Low. Like, the ceiling was not high. Yeah, I think, I think my genuine thought was that he would be a better version of Slovis in this offense, more efficient maybe a little more of a threat running the ball. And I thought I, I, I was under the impression that this offensive line was going to be really good and that they'd be able to run the ball and it could be kind of, you know, complimentary. Phil, Phil wouldn't have to do too much, but, you know, he knew the offense, so he'd be able to make plays and extend drives. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think some of the we we probably sold ourselves on it a little bit more Absolutely. than we actually I don't think it was that far fetched. There are people outside of biased Homer Pitt fans like ourselves saying that. So yeah, Phil Dracova comes in as a half decent game manager. The, the floor is pretty high. I, mean, I don't think there was a last year, nine games last year. I thought Phil could be a bit of an improvement, maybe maybe a game improvement over Slovis. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also think the other thing is, um, was Izzy Abanacanda the greatest football player ever born? He's pretty damn good last year. He carried an offense that was so one-dimensional, so predictable, that teams were just throwing nine guys in the box and still running for 150 yards and three touchdowns a game. He deserves a medal of honor, like from the actual president for getting us to nine wins eight since I guess he didn't play in the bowl, but you get my point. Man, this is, um, this is tough. This Do you is... want to talk about the, the quarterback situation you under next week, or is that going to be a teaser for next episode? Next episode, next episode. We'll see what Narduzzi has to say on Monday. That'll be Jesus. a very enjoyable press conference, I'm sure. If you watched last night's after the game, Noah Hiles stepped up as the one in the room to ask the question everyone was wondering. Did he ever think of benching Phil? He said no. No, no, I, unless I, you can play. It took, listen, shout out to Noah. It probably took every fiber in his being to be like, yeah, I'll do it, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it and no one will be turn upset. It over. <laughs> Nobody would be upset, Pat. I actually believe that. As bad as that makes me feel, I fully believe that Narduzzi did not want to pull Phil mid-game. And that wasn't just him sticking up for his quarterback and not blasting him publicly. I I think he should have absolutely benched him. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> but I don't know if I believe that he's not going to play him next week. But Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Well, I just wanted to give a shout out to Noah for making dudes even mad, more mad than he already was. I'm not going if Phil starts. Wow. You're going to go and you're going to boo. You're right. <laughs> Who's going to boo if um, nobody goes? Maybe, maybe look yourself in the mirror beforehand and see if you still want to boo. You're a grown-ass man, Dylan. I am a grown-ass man, so maybe I should stop spending so much time and money at football games and work on my 401k and improving the uh how my yard looks you know maybe spend more time in the garden start a garden don't have one right now um it is uh we're we're going into fall so it's a little bit too late for that okay what other grown ass man things can i do I'm assembling a dresser later. You want to come over? I'll go boo, Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So football's still our best alternative. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts about uh, the game? Because I'd, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about like the atmosphere and the actual trip we took before we close out. So any uh, any lingering? Donovan McMillan had 18 tackles. <laughs> so... I I mean the, he was like awesome. said, the defense was, went 
when I wanted to look after the game because I was we were in the stadium and we were like McMillan's name has been called on every play. I think 18 might be low. He might have had 30 tackles yesterday. We'll watch the tape. <sighs> he was a bright spot for sure. Another bright spot. Caleb Junko averaged 51 yards a punt. Which, okay, that's enough. He's awesome. Spots. That's enough bright spots in that he's, game. We got he is. I, he is awesome. Junko is awesome. Great. Any other bright spots? Um, We're just Sign- Iowa now. Signetti still says Yens confirmed. Oh, thank God I was worried. Does he say it to Phil? Do they say Yens to each other? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll they'll probably go hash out hash hash it out. Watch the tape. Talk it over. Uh, some breakfast at Pamela's might even maybe a sandwich a with french fries on it. Yeah. Maybe they'll grab a couple iron cities. Just the boys. Monday night, they'll probably get out. You know, they, they, they have season tickets. They'll go to the Steeler game, watch the Steeler game together. Hit Peppy's beforehand. Ride the tee down together. Yeah. They're just Pittsburgh guys, Western PA guys. So did you guys have any fun before the game started? <laughs> yeah, actually, I had a blast in Morgantown prior to the game starting. Um, for all the horror stories we've heard and people telling us, like, uh, you shouldn't even go down there, get in, get out. Um, I thought the fans were pretty tame. Like, we definitely got a ton of people saying, yeah, shit, pit. We definitely got, like, we, we I... I had a couple groups, you know, they gave us an earful, but um, for for all the horror stories and the the warnings we got, um, Morgantown was pretty was pretty good. It was a fun. I, that's how the, those games should feel. You should have a little bit of, you know, there should be some shit talk in the parking some lot, bad. and yeah, you should be pissed off. But I never at any point felt like uh, I was in danger. Being, I was in danger of being completely disrespected. I felt eh, once or twice, but there were a oh. couple. I am curious as to how that would have been if we were in a West Virginia section with other pit fans. I'm sure that would have been 500 times worse. Yeah. But when I left early, I was like, I have to drive home right now. I have to be awake and working in like four hours. So I left midway through the fourth quarter. But prior to that, I'm like, whenever I leave, I'm taking my jersey off. I don't want to deal with all this BS, but. It, Time come, time came. I, I'm leaving it on. I'm taking my medicine. Get all the eat shit pits out. Tell me we suck. I'll agree. Yeah. I, I yeah, think I, somebody pointed out on Twitter last year's at Acrisure was a lot more like on edge, hostile, like fighty. I feel like there are a lot more of those moments. I. I noticed there were a lot more fans than I expected that were like, like cool, like we're giving a shit, but like, it was almost like a, you get it. I get it. Like there's no actual ill intent here. Um, and the big part of it's probably that we both aren't good. Both aren't good. Yeah. It if, felt if, like if there we wasn't a ton of hype this like week. 10 win aspirations still. I feel like you could have been a little bit more like, fuck you for real. Yeah. But and like, yeah, we both are probably going to get like six and six. <laughs> and like as many adults as like yelled eat shit 
to me to my face. It was one always in passing. Like they were always trying to get you with a hit and run. The other one was like, I kind of noticed, and I'm not like a very confrontational guy. I'd say I'm actually not confrontational at all. Um, but there were a couple people who had a couple words and like I or one of our friends would turn and kind of like not step up to them, but like in their face and be like, what'd you say? Would would you like to repeat that? And they would, they just wilted like a flower turned and, and gone. Like that, like they weren't, a, they weren't about it, you know, no, like they wanted somebody... to hit us with an eat shit pit and then, and then off to the section. And I'm not inviting West Virginia fans to come to Akrasher next year and be about it. I was just really expecting like any amount of trash talk to turn into almost a physical altercation. And I'm there happy it did. I'm happy it tail- did. There's a point of the tailgate where I walked up to one of our friends. So I hadn't seen yet. Cause the tailgate was pretty big. And I was like, what's up? How are we doing over here? He's like, he was like off to the side and he points to the spot in the parking lot, like 10 feet past where our like big huddle of people were. And he goes, I noticed that every passing West Virginia fan gets to that point and then turns around and yells eat shit pit. Cause it was like right before the gates yeah. were opening. So it was a heavy traffic area. So they waited until they were passed. They were, they were running away. They weren't battling. <laughs> like, the, the, the first person to jeer us, like walking into the walking to the tailgate, legitimately wanted to fight. Like he was he was saying all sorts of stuff, talking out his neck. And when we turned and like chirped back, he was like, Come come here, come here. He pointed he pointed me out and was like Hey, little boy, come here. And it was weird because he was at most an inch and a half taller than me. It, if you call me little boy, it will hurt my feelings. Uh, I'm editing that out because too many people listen to that for that kind of information to exist now. But, but I was like, okay, like, like we're going into something today. Like we're going to war, like head on a swivel. And then it was, it was, that was the only time it happened that day. There are a couple of times where, a small group of us would go to the bathroom or get a drink or whatever. And somebody who was equally as small as I am would say, man, you guys got a lot of balls burn pit stuff down here. So, oh yeah, what are you going to do? Five, nine guy swing at me. Another five, nine guy. That, that one kid gave you a lot of trouble when we were walking into the stadium, the one that looked like Morgan Wallen on crack. And he, he was getting in your face in the second, like, two more of us turned around to see what was going on. He was just like, yeah, 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 we'll see you after the game. We'll see you after the game. And just like turned and tucked. Yeah, that started because I just kept walking around the concourse before we got to our seats saying, where are all the West Virginia fans? I see nothing but Pitt fans. <laughs> and they're like, look around, man. It's all, it's all West Virginia. It's like, no, I've, I've seen like a couple hundred West Virginia fans all day. Like our lot was all Pitt fans tailgating and they were like not getting the joke. Yeah, they didn't like that. They they aren't good at jokes. Like how heavy like they they've gone all in on the eat shit pit thing. Um jokes are not their strong suit. I think eat shit pit is is funny. It rhymes and it fits into every song and chant we do. Sweet Caroline, P I T T let's go pit. Even just chanting let's go pit. Eat shit pit fits in perfectly. It looks all right on a t-shirt, even though 80% of the fans were wearing eat shit pit t-shirts and that felt like a little bit much. But like the extent to which they are committed to that bit, like yelling at us, like, 
ooh, you guys eat poop. It's so weird that you guys like eat poop because like pit eat shit and like we're, we're gonna lock the porta potties so that you guys can't get in there and eat shit. It was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, it's no fun if you're gonna come at us with one joke and just burn it to the ground. Like, whatever, man. Backyard Brawl is great. It should be played every year for the rest of eternity. It should be moved back to the original like Thanksgiving weekend. It should be played the last week of the season. Um, I mean, I'll take it whenever they can get it on the schedule. But it should, ideally should be going go back to Black Friday. Um, I agree. I think that is a real good time. Week one's cool. I, I would sign up for that again. I know head coaches hate that because it's you don't get a warm-up game but early in the season right now it doesn't have the same sting if if your team is bad you can at least look forward to the backyard brawl in week 10 11 to win the season over your rival early middle of the season there's not as much consequence it's like okay well it happened we suck it's over I vote bring it back to Black Friday. I hate West Virginia so much that I need them. Right. I I need you, Hoopies. I need you. You, you keep me Twitter going. Trolls. Yeah, if one more adult man responds to us uh, rent-free or cope. Like, yeah, dude, we're, we're literally coping right now. We're complaining about the things that our team did wrong to lose the game in order to feel better. Like, yeah. Anything else about the football team or, or we got it all off our chest? Um, yeah, I, I think that'll do it for today. I think seat checks going to make a comeback in the midweek episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'd Afraid say so. Afraid so. All right, man. Well, we took our medicine and we've got to push forward. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get myself back up. We were able to do it for the Cincy after the Cincy game. Get yourself back up for the brawl. It's going to be tough to get myself back up for UNC, but let's make it happen. We're undefeated um, in conference play. What are you talking about? I haven't put anything on tape yet. Can't wait till Narduzzi says that. Oh my god! Oh, he did last night. Oh, did he? Kind of. I thought you were Dude. joking. All of our wait, no, no. Did he say all of our goals are still ahead of us? No, no. He did not do the full like. Oh yeah, okay. we're fine. We didn't want to win those games anyway. We do Doesn't need to matter. check the tape though. So yeah. I think at one point in the past he said the non-conference is like the preseason. It's like win the games. It's not. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> He said something last night about, like, oh, the team will be fine. We're we still have ACC play ahead of us. Like, I I hope I hope the team feels that way. Tell you what, I'm not in the locker room, but I'd have to think that uh, there are some some teammates not too happy about how their starting quarterback looks. If I if I was a player on the defense, I'd be pretty pissed off. If I was a skill position player, I'd be some other team coaches. Gavin Bartholomew uh, being having another season 
wasted in this offense, I'd be pretty pissed off. And I don't know. I I think there's going to be hard to bounce back from. And I think at some point they got to figure it out or they got to make some changes. It's can't just, I mean, we can't watch this. This is a, this is a two, three win team. If, if they play like they did last night, <laughs> fuck it, go one and 11. <laughs> I don't care. All right. I, I'm calling it. All right. Let's call it there. Save us. Kenny Pickett.